buenos dias. Thank you for tuning in to This Is Your Mind Ranting on this Wednesday. It's a hunt day once again. The 9th of November, 2022. So I want to touch on a couple of things uh, today outside of what happened during the midterm elections. Uh, a lot of crazy things happened. Uh, the good thing is that sports betting is um, still illegal here in the state of California. And um, I think we got a Latino um, senator for the first time. At least that's what I read on um, on Fox and also on CNN. So that's pretty cool. What I kind of wanted to laugh at was the fact that um, there was supposed to be this massive surge of uh, Republican uh, seats being uh, added to the House and then to the uh, Senate. Looks like only a few happened, so um, yeah, I guess it probably didn't work out as well as it did. So what I actually wanted to talk to you, everyone about uh, today couple things um i want to actually get over this uh, negative hump first or this this crazy thing so i've mentioned before that i have some cryptocurrency the good thing is the majority of what i have in investments is not cryptocurrency a lot of it's index funds or uh etfs and then you know single stocks here and there when I didn't really know what I was doing or didn't really um, understand what ETFs or index funds were. Um, so after I kind of understood that and, you know, I did catch a doge train just a little, nothing too crazy. Um, I decided to start getting a little bit more serious with uh, purchasing uh, crypto. Maybe about... I want to say a little bit over a year or so so i um i'm a believer in cardano got a little bit of eth uh, some polygon and um what was the other one i think it's avalanche i believe it's avalanche if, or which whichever whichever one partnered up with the fifa world cup uh, without me actually knowing whether it was the FIFA World Cup or uh, that that they sponsored the event. Actually, here, let me pull it up real quick. I am my Coinbase app. By the way, crypto has taken a huge crap, um, and I'll get into that just for a little bit. And I can't really explain too much more than, you know, I'm I'm just a retail investor. I don't know much of the ins and outs of what goes really, what really goes on uh, in the market. But I, as I'm uh, looking up the asset that I own, uh, let's see, Polygon, Allegrand. Why I don't know why I said Avalanche. I'm sorry. So Allegrand is the one, or Algorand is the one that uh, hooked up with uh, the FIFA World Cup going on in Qatar which is going through its own kind of crap anyways. Um, 
and as I'm opening it up, I just realized that the uh, crypto market has taken another crap. Um, now we have uh, Bitcoin just a little bit over $17,000 per coin. Holy cow. Uh, this is this is remarkable, especially if uh, we're coming from, let's see here, when, when was the all-time high? I think the all-time high was about 65,000. Yeah, about 65,000 back in November of last uh, this time around this time um it was pretty high and speaking of uh things that were pretty high and crashed remarkably and in flames um wanted to talk about a little bit of what's going on uh, with the whole FTX, uh, Binance uh, fiasco. For any of those uh, that aren't into crypto, let, let, I, I'm full disclaimer. The more I read about crypto, the more I try to understand the blockchain and um, the decentralization aspect of it. And I look at cases like this, the more that I just, I don't understand it. it it's fairly young. I would love to see what improvements come in the next 10 or 20 years. But um, this is just startling, to say the least. Um, so just to give you guys kind of a little bit of the highlights of what's going on. So FTX, um, if you're not familiar with them, um, and you watch a lot of baseball, if you look at the umpires, I think it's their chest pocket or their arm um, on their armband, on their jackets and their shirts, you'll see um, a sponsor of FTX. And if my memory serves me correctly, actually, let me see how much Tim Freed, who is the founder and the CEO of FTX, and also Alameda Research, which those guys are in trouble as well. Um, Empire. I really am interested in how much this guy paid for that stuff. Um, I think it was like a hundred forty-five million, or it might have been forty-five million. But that's beyond the point, yeah. So um, it, it was a pretty penny that he paid in order for there to be um, um, for his uh, company to be shared on uh, the umpire's outfits. Uh, plenty of commercials throughout the Super Bowl. I think there was like one Super Bowl commercial for FTX. Or that might have been Crypto.com, you know, the one where fucking Matt Damon's in space, right? Kind of like his... Uh, his role in the Martian. So crypto has had kind of a weird rocky run um, for a little bit. And some of these people haven't helped. So I bring up this whole fiasco. Um, because uh, less than one whole day, I think Sam Sam's net worth went from, I think it's high was like, 14 to 15 billion to the man was dropped out of 
out of the billionaires, um, I guess the billionaires countdown or count list. And he is now worth a little bit under a billion dollars. And I think to myself, my God, how will he survive that poor man? He only has a 900 $999 million. I hope he makes it. Outside of all of that, right? So, um, basically, they had found out that um, he had very little in cash in terms of uh, on the balance sheets. And the rest was a made up, um, was made up of uh, FTT, which is the, um, I guess, the cryptocurrency for FTX. And then they involved um, uh, Chang Peng Zhao, which is the CEO and founder of Binance, um, saying that FTX had actually asked his company to help amid a significant liquidity crunch. Quote, unquote. Uh, balance was, Binance was actually performing its due diligence on FTX under a non-binding letter of intent for the purchase, a move taking place less than one year after FTX carried a $32 billion valuation. This kind of ties in with um, a couple of these other tech companies that were grossly, grossly overvalued. I think the one that comes to mind would be Snapchat. Um, And I bring up Snapchat because story time, about Snapchat, and we'll get back into the crypto thing. Um, I used to be a huge believer of um, what Snapchat was doing for some time until I started seeing that, well, a lot more people are hanging out on Instagram. And now TikTok is um, TikTok's in the way. So if we look at Snapchat, I'm actually just pulling it up right now from an all-time high back in, I want to say October. Yeah, so October, we're looking about 77 yeah, about like $77 a share. I bought a little too high. I'm not going to lie. I bought at 50 bucks, and right now um, Snapchat is worth um, less than $10 a share. So once again, a grossly, grossly overvalued uh, tech stock or anything involving disruptive technology. Uh, Meta has been tanking as well. And FTX and cryptocurrency um, as a whole are no exception. I mean, I remember there was this uh, rather interesting argument that um, the cryptocurrency should not have been an investment platform it should not be seen as a form of investment it should just have been used as a decentralized uh way of paying um paying for goods without the need of uh of banks and uh, i thought that's what it was right and then i started hearing that people were investing like crazy so i mean it's insane to hear that um just recently that FTX was carrying a $32 billion valuation. Um, in fact, FTX had actually reached out to uh, Coinbase and OKX. Uh, I mainly use Coinbase um, for my cryptocurrency. 
uh, purchases. And I know a lot of people talk trash about uh, crypto, I mean, Coinbase, because of the exorbitant fees. I think I was paying about like a dollar, dollar fifty per transaction. I know FTX was boasting that it had the lowest a few rates in the crypto market. But um, these guys are in trouble for sure. I am not sure what the hell is going to happen after that. I mean, you just look, just, I'm reading another, I'm just looking over another article um, on Bloomberg saying Sam Bankman-Fried's $16 billion fortune is eviscerated in days. I mean, this guy was supposed to be the savior of crypto. This guy was like the crypto um he was very disruptive he was very eccentric i remember even reading an article about him i think it was on fortune magazine uh, while i was waiting for a doctor's visit and how they just they envisioned him taking over a bunch of things and being you know the savior for um a handful of these um a handful of these uh exchange funds that were going down Yeah, I mean, he was backing up projects, uh, including BlockFi, Voyager, Celsius. Celsius was a huge one that had taken a shit um, a while back. Um, a majority of his holdings, I think now, like I mentioned, most of it's not even in cash, at least the valuation of the company on the balance sheets. Um, I think most of it is just still in Robinhood, uh, the stock. So... Yeah, and look, now that I'm looking at it, I mean, he was worth about $26 billion at at the peak. Um, and the man was giving out money to politicians, trying to shape the world, trying to, you know, be the spokesman of what cryptocurrency could definitely be. And, man, it is insane to see this man get this much money wiped out i think this i think this uh this wipeout was maybe a little bit more violent than mark zuckerberg's just because mark zuckerberg i think is worth i think like what what is he like up there in the in the multi-billions for sure just like sandbank uh sandbankman friedman uh, or freed um but, um, you know, his whole tinkering with the metaverse and dropping almost, you know, billions of dollars into the metaverse and not working out. I know that was a steep drop, but I think people were looking at that from afar and just knew it was not going to end well, so to speak. So I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the hell happens with this. I mean, the fact that now FTX and Alameda Research, his exchange fund, uh, have now been giving a dollar given a dollar value i i didn't even know that that was a thing that that, that something could be worth a dollar like that I, um that's so funny that's oh man that that is insane um i i, I keep hearing people saying that um they're getting vibes of like the of the tech bubble back in 2000 
and it, everything just seemed highly profitable. I mean, it, it really did. We honestly don't know what the hell's going to happen at this point. I think people are now finally going to become, um, or they're going to turn their backs on crypto and a majority of these people and they're, and some people might just double down. This could be in a, uh, an opportunity for a lot of people to buy like crazy now that it's uh, going down. But how much further down can it go before one kind of just lets it go? For me, um, this is just mind-boggling. Uh, as I mentioned, the more I learn about this, the, um, about crypto, the more I'm astonished by the huge power moves that are made. And as a retail investor, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot need to be taken care of um, that I have no power over. So let's get away from that. And um, let me finish off today with a little bit of, uh, of a story that I caught from Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson is the CEO of uh, Kernel Flow. Um, so they're a, are, they are a brain computer interface uh, company. They actually um, have what I think is one of the most kick-ass brain interface computers or brain computer interfaces, uh, BCIs, uh, the kernel flow. And what I read this morning was an article that uh, Brian had put out back on the 9th of May of this year uh, measuring, measuring ketamine's neural effects with kernel flow. So um, I found out that uh, Brian is just obsessed with his uh, bio makeup, so to speak. And this guy eats for his most optimal health. Um, Some of his recipes are kind of gross. I've seen them online. I've seen him share it on the Lex Friedman podcast. Um, But he's a fascinating guy. I'm He's probably not as eccentric as uh, Elon Musk because Elon Musk is doing a, a shit ton of things. And, you know, I feel like the reason I kind of like Brian just a little bit more is because, you know, this is his sole focus. I know he's not trying to get people onto the rocket and he's, you know, he's just focusing on us uh, trying to unlock, uh, to helping us unlock um, the inner depths of our brains. And so I'm very excited to hear that um, this man actually put himself uh, through uh, through this test to see what happens uh, to the human brain during uh, the consumption of uh, ketamine, which is um, psychosylum. Basically, it's kind of like a psychedelic. It's a psychedelic. It's a psychedelic. Um, so Colonel actually, uh, teamed up with Cybin to run these pilot tests and the man subjected himself as the lab rat. So, uh, reading off from the article itself, uh, there's a little, uh, picture with some diagrams and I'll do my best to kind of explain what the hell's going on. So, um, Colonel and Cybin are announcing pilot results for a feasibility test, evaluating Colonel's quantitative neuroimaging technology flow to measure cortical hemodynamics of the brain while experiencing ketamine. Colonel founder slash CEO 
Brian Johnson volunteered as the first pilot participant in the study. Um, so basically, um, they did a brain scan uh, using the kernel flow for about five days before um, ketamine was administered. And then about um, during the dosage and then about five days following the dosage. Um, let's see here. He received about 57.75 milligrams of intermuscular injection of ketamine. Um, there's a crap ton of uh, neural connections uh, bouncing back and forth uh, from what seems to be a lot of the left side of the brain over to the right. Um, it's pretty strong for the first couple of days, and then it kind of just winds down. Um, I mean, that somebody had wrote about it on Bloomberg, um, the results. It says, the images produced by the Colonel Helmet depicted something akin to the map of major highways varying amounts of traffic flowing across these roads. But after about 20 minutes of ketamine, many of those pathways began to dissolve. Johnson's brain appeared to quiet itself down and approach something of a meditative state. Psychedelics like ketamine, which have recently been FDA approved for limited use, such as therapeutics, are interesting because their unique potential to improve mental wellness. Flow's ease of use, portability, and the quality of its data means that we can quantify this potential in a way that has never been possible. By introducing a data-driven approach for individualized discovery and protocol design. Um, there's a video attached to this uh, article. Uh, you know what? I might just link it down in the description of today's episode. Um, it's just pretty cool. If you haven't watched any of the videos for the, uh, the kernel flow... I mean, they're spectacular. I love the editing that's done. But just, we are barely scratching the surface of being able to understand what goes on deep within our brain. You know, there's the whole debate about consciousness, about reality, um, psychopathic traits, um, the ability to possibly... Uh, eliminate neurodegenerative diseases in the next 20 to 50 years. I think that might be spectacular. I think that might be a lot more, that might be a lot more impactful than landing on another planet. That's just me. You know, I would love to maybe travel to another planet or travel to space for the human experience, but in the grand scheme of things, you know, thinking outside of myself, I think the idea of um, limiting um, the amount of people that are diagnosed with autism, with uh, ALS, with um, I mean, with uh, depression. I mean, that's not a neurodegenerative disease. I'm, you know, OCD. Um, just any of those things that will basically make, I don't want therapy to be obsolete, but just make therapy an option for a lot of people or, you know, uh, makes the, uh, the pharmaceutical companies, um, become an option for a lot of people. I mean, that'd be great. Um, I think that's a little bit more impactful than 
having to go, you know, to the move because we definitely see a lot of people suffering from these things. So I want them taken care of. So I think BCIs will definitely have a huge, um, a huge part to play in that, especially some of the more invasive stuff. Um, the technology is still relatively new. Um, we can only we can only grasp what might happen in the next 10 or 20 years, but I'm excited. Whew. Okay, so quite a lot to digest there on today's uh, episode. So just a quick rundown. Uh, FTX, uh, the guys that are uh, sponsoring are the MLB umpires and shows up at uh, baseball parks all over the world all over the country um now that baseball is over um has gone down under they are now valued at one dollar sadly and um ketamine use can now be um ketamine use is now being you know studied a lot more and you know there's data that's driven by the kernel flow and brian johnson and give it up to brian johnson to subject himself to that i mean that's that's pretty cool you put yourself through this kind of stuff and because you believe in your product and you believe in the science so that concludes today's episode until next time please take care of yourselves a little bit of a disclaimer uh don't recommend you trying ketamine unless you know it's under medical supervision um I will send a link down uh, on the description for the article and then just, you know, a little bit of reading for the San Bakeman Friedman uh, Freed Freaks out there. Um, so, yeah, until next time, please take care of yourselves and I will catch you all in the next one. Adios.